Coaches, before we jump in, I just want to give you a quick shout out to my friends at Dr. Dish Basketball. I've been connected with their team for the past few years and have used their products for a while now. Beyond their innovative and user-friendly shooting machines, they also are great people with tremendous customer service. It's no wonder why they have become the preferred choice among top programs around the country and world. I'm very grateful for their support of the show. Make sure to check them out at drdishbasketball.com and at drdishbball on social media. And mention Legends Clinic Series when ordering your next Dr. Dish to save an extra $300 off your purchase. Okay, my producer, it's a little slow. All right, coaches, welcome back to the Championship Vision Podcast. Um, this is episode 334, Coach Martin. Um, so we're here to learn, man. We're here with really an excellent, excellent basketball mind, Coach uh, Bob Martin. He is currently the coach at Pickens County, but he um, we're going to talk about his, his run at Kings Ridge and what he did to build that program. But, but specifically, we're going to talk about his screening game offense. Bob, welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate you. <laughs> Absolutely. I had the privilege of coaching against Bob in a summer league game at Walnut Grove where he took over the girls program and really outplayed, outcoached the Walnut Grove coach, Kevin Furtado, in that game, even though we pulled away. But I, I saw some, I, I definitely saw his daughter had tremendous talent, but you did a good job with that group, man. Hey, threes are worth more than twos, right? Exactly, exactly, man. Um, but Bob, tell us about tell us about how you started in the game, like where you grew up, your mentors. Talk about just talk about your past a little bit, so we can learn a little bit about you. Yeah, I'll try to do this without rambling on. Uh, stop me if I do, please. But I'm originally from Indiana, and I've had great opportunities. I've never had a bad teaching job and I've never been in a bad situation as a coach with, uh, with guys that I've worked with for however you want to say it. Uh, but, uh, started out at uh, Muncie Burris, uh, when I was in college and I started as a volunteer seventh grade assistant on the boys side with my roommate that uh, went to school there. His name's Keenan Temple. He's been a head coach here in Georgia, but we, we graduated from ball state together. And so we started, started that, uh, then moved up to JV in the same program, ended up at Concord High School up in Elkhart, Indiana, which is my hometown, and uh, coached under Ron Dietz. So I learned a lot of UCLA type stuff and different schemes defensively, which is pretty awesome. It's uh, Northern Lakes Conference for you Northern Indiana folks. Most people around here have no idea what I'm talking about, but right. if you're from that region, you understand that it was uh, some excellent coaching. So I would I would attribute a lot of my learning and education from Bruce Robbins at Muncie Burris. He taught me a lot about motion and just basic man-to-man -man defensive principles. Coach Dietz from Concord High School, you know, UCLA offense, different uh, schemes defensively. And then I moved on to uh, Indianapolis Ron Colley. 
I got my first teaching and coaching job combined and uh, paid a whopping $24,500, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but it was a great school, and those kids played hard. Matter of fact, our first game we played, uh, we had seven charges taken in that game. Nice. And these kids, they, they were tough. From there, I moved back home uh, to Elkhart Memorial High School with uh, probably one of my greatest mentors, Stephen Johnson. Um, and Coach Johnson was just an amazing human being. He taught me a lot about life and uh, challenged me every day to be great. Uh, he would always ask why and for me to explain some concepts that were swirling around in my young mind, right? Um, and then from there, just on the hunt for a uh, head coaching job, which brought me to Georgia. So I went to um, uh, Glen Academy down in, down in St. Simons Island area, Brunswick area, and worked with Dan Moore. And that was uh, post Kwame Brown era. Uh, <laughs> but, but Dan was, uh, Dan was a, a, he's a very good coach and he would just let these boys play and, and kind of within his own sets and his structure, but super athletes. And I learned just to kind of relax a little bit from going from Northern Indiana, where we like to control a lot of stuff. And we talk about shot selection and 10 turnovers or less. Uh, it was more wide open and let the athlete be the athlete. Uh, from there, I moved back to Indiana because I got my, what I thought was my dream job at uh, Hamilton High School, just uh, just outside of Fort Wayne. Amazing school, loved it, uh, hard work, but my heart was still back in uh, Glen County. So I went back there with Coach Moore for another six years. Did some college stuff at Coastal Georgia. Um, they let me join their staff and and I uh, learned from them a lot. Gerald Cox, which is a pretty, pretty uh, familiar name here in the state of Georgia, won a lot of games as a junior college coach. I learned the junior college ranks. I learned the uh, NAIA four-year ranks and how to transition into all that was uh, pretty fun. Um, and then ended up at uh, Lambert once our kids got older and I got to work, work with uh, Scott Bracco, which has yeah. become a very good friend of mine. Our families are pr pretty much a, a carbon copy of one another in terms of our kids' ages and our interests. Uh, and we had a lot of fun uh, just hanging out and coaching one of my best friends of all time, Keenan Temple, was over there. So we had a great staff. Uh, it was like a coaching clinic every day. It was, it was awesome. And Coach Brack, I will say this about every coach that I've ever worked with for, um, they've always given me the freedom to kind of explore and work within their system. I think that's probably the biggest growth piece. And I try to do that with my, with my own coaches. I'm not as good as my mentors at doing that. Um, I need to get better at that, honestly. But uh, from Coach Bracco, at Lambert, uh, the Kings Ridge job opened up and somebody approached me about that. And, mm -hmm. and I wanted to get back into head coaching again. And this opportunity presented itself. And one thing leads to another. And here we are at Pickens and winning a state championship. But I I'm telling you right now, I, I couldn't have done it without all of those guys combined. Every single one of those guys that I worked with uh, helped mold and shape me and make me like a better coach, a better person. Uh, all the advice they gave me was just, it's immeasurable. Matter of fact, Bruce Robbins from uh, Muncie Burris, he watched film for us going into the, uh, the Pisca game. And I just wanted another set of eyes, somebody that had no emotional investment in this thing. And, and he gave me some really awesome feedback and, I, and he just helped us game plan for this game. Coach, man, he has some great mentors, man. I love Indiana basketball, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to infuse a lot of it in what we yeah. do. Yeah, no doubt, man. And and 
Talk about, you mentioned a really important thing. You mentioned about uh, the structure of, the, uh, of Indiana. Indiana basketball has such a great tradition of well-coached, disciplined teams. And then you yeah. mentioned that, hey, there's two different ways to play the game. You mentioned the kind of the freedom, almost freedom versus structure. Yes. Am I wrong, coach? Talk about you're, you're correct. where you kind of fit in with all that. So when I when I first got my my first head coaching job, I was extremely structured. Like the best compliment somebody could give me was they don't take bad shots, right? Well, my definition of a bad shot then and now are vastly different. And I'll kind of explain. We would chart everything when I was in Indiana. And we'd talk about you've got to be seven out of 10. You want to be this great shooter. And if you don't pass out of this real, I only had two guys on that team that were allowed to shoot a three. And then everybody else was, they, they had their spot where they were really good, but we knew exactly who was going to shoot it, where they're going to shoot it. Um, anyways, with that being said, now we, I evolved through, you know, like coach Moore and coach Bracco, they really helped me kind of loosen the reins. Kids love to shoot the ball. Uh, to me, basketball is a game of expression, right? It's kind of a, an extension of who you are and what your personality is. So it's a beautiful game in that regard. But what is a good shot and what is a bad shot now? Two different. I want to take more shots in a game. I believe if we take more shots in some cases, we'll get higher percentage shots on the second chance, right? And I actually chart that stuff nowadays to see if we miss a three in transition, I want to know what the result is. Mm -hmm. Did it did it result in an offensive putback? Did it revolt result in an offensive rebound in another great attempt? Did it result in defensive transition in a stop because we took the right shot? And then did we get another opportunity to get another great shot? So we introducing this type of stuff to Pickens, the players here. We went uh, early on this summer. We we're talking about how many ways we can shoot a three. And I just I mentioned 14 ways we can shoot a three and one way we can't shoot the three. And I'm right. like, don't focus on the one, celebrate the 14. And uh, it's simple stuff. Everybody knows it, but we just explain to these kids how many opportunities they really have uh, to be a great shooter. Well, it sounds like a fun style. I want to. We're going to kind of dive into your screening game. Yeah. But talk a little bit about your style of play. Are you guys more transition-oriented, open, pressing, more half-court? Talk a little bit about that on that. But – I have my friend, good Matt, Matt Smith, uh, yeah. Matt Smith, and he says, man, this guy, Bob, is so smart. He picked up like two or three things. I think from going back and watching your state championship game, he said, man, he, he runs some great zone offensive stuff. Yeah. And uh, cool. I said, I got to get Bob on, man, to learn some stuff, man. So, so Matt and I, we talked the other day, and he came yeah. over and visited us here at, at the school. Yeah. I always learn something from Matt. I just, I, I, It's impressive. Every time I talk to somebody, I, I walk away with a couple key things that I like to apply to my life or to basketball somehow. Yeah. So, but, um, so the question was, what, what do you want? The, what is my philosophy on, a, on just basketball in general, right? Yeah, talk about that first. Then we're going to dive into your your screening game because that's what you're going to talk about at the clinic. But I'll, I want to know, like, you know, what 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 are you guys about? How do you play yeah. the game? So so here's what we want to do. So in order to get players excited, we want to shoot the ball because if if you don't get excited about shooting the ball and making shots, I don't know that you really are going to enjoy the game of basketball. Now. Not everybody can do that. We're going to need a couple, uh, you know, more rebounders, but they're also going to want to rebound so we can shoot the ball. Right. And so it's all about interpretation and how you receive it and how we break it down. 
so early on, we just talk about how we're going to test out of shots in, in like this summer, we, we, we spent a considerable amount of time just shooting the ball and we taught him proper form footwork and spacing and how to load up and how to prepare just to shoot the ball. So we want to, we want to start with that. Right. And then we have to add spacing and then we add ball movement and then we add how are we, what are we going to do once we receive the ball and how are we going to deliver the ball? Now, all that sounds very simple, but it's very technical um, to a certain degree. Right. So in a nutshell, in all honesty, I know that sounds very simple coach, mm-hmm. but that, that is our offense. And uh, I know sometimes people want to hear a little bit more elaborate type thing, but we teach how to get open one-on-one. We teach how to recognize the second defender and the third defender. Right. Uh, we, we teach how to rip and go to get that drift and then the plus one or the 45. Little things like that. If you watch the Spurs and you watch the Warriors when they were really on top of their game, we try to mimic that. And I right. really like the European game because I like the ball movement. They actually uh, stacked and chart the amount of time the ball is in your hands. Uh, in games okay. I've heard that before so so we look at that a lot uh, and then of course we screen and we, we have to have action I want all five guys playing defense at the same time our opponent has got to play defense if we're standing away from the ball then we're not making people um, we're not making them work hard enough I think right. in the state championship game I thought we did a pretty good job of keeping both sides active mm-hmm. with a uh, with a proficient uh, guy on top with the ball and that that person would, would be different it was either isaac martin or Jaden cole or zach thomas and in some cases jack thomas right so little things like that help us build and grow and it also gives them a lot of uh, a lot of freedom to make their own decisions if that makes any sense to you makes a lot of sense we're going to see some video clips here in a second coach um sure. i'm kind of i'm kind of a visual guy so i got to see it yeah um, see it in action but hey before you do that yeah, um, we play on a very aggressive system. We're my girls. We're I'm at Commerce now. We we press yes. on me to miss shots. You know, we we shoot. We do shoot a lot of threes, but so, we're not making them yet. But we we do like today in our workouts. Um, I mean, we 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 have a certain number of shots that are going to take. We have from yeah. different spots. But I teach lock and load, hop and hold. Yeah, I know that sounds and it's simple. But yes. I believe in the hop is the going off two feet. How do you teach shooting? Well, so I'm, I'm not opposed to both. So the way I was brought up, you know, I was always ingrained with you have to use both feet. So if you're a right hand and a left hand person, you need to be a right foot and a left foot person. So we'll, coming off a down screen, we'll go inside foot. Uh, maybe coming off a flare screen, we want to probably get to the spot and probably hop, lock and load, like what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and in transition, it doesn't really matter to me because in transition, you're probably going to have enough time to set up uh, to probably go one, two step. And some players are just better. Like my daughter, I, I work with my daughter a lot. And then my two sons, my two sons, they can go right, left, left, right, really well. Bella does it really well also. But when we start going off the dribble and getting into the paint, she's more of a two foot finish kind of person. So. Right. We, we like to, uh, you know, hop into a lot of stuff with her. So really what it comes down to is I like to just look at the player. I'm not going to try to uh, force a player to do something that their body doesn't naturally accept, if, if, uh, if that helps answer the question. 
Yeah, for sure. Coach, let's get right into the offense and uh, yeah. if you can bring up those clips, man. Just sure. coach, coach me up a little bit here, man. <laughs> okay. So help me out, coach, with this uh, technology here. I'm going to share this. You're already not, there you go. I'm telling you what, I'm just going to kind of walk through this play by play. This For is sure. these are the 16 assist from, does that, does that show up okay on the screen? Yes, sir. Okay. Perfect. So what we have here are 16 assists from our state championship game. And I'll just kind of walk you through this, right? Okay. Uh, so I, you don't mind if I stop and pause from time to time? No, no. You can ask me questions. This yes, first sir. one you're going to see is a flare screen from, um, so we have Micah posting up and we have William Job number 23 there at the top in our space. And we have a three-man game on one side and we've got a two-man game happening on the other side. Okay. And you see, can you see my cursor at all? I can, yes, sir. So here's Jack Thomas and he's going to step in and set a nice little flare. But we have occupied here and here's what we like to look at. What is this backside help going to do? Are they, are they, so we know we can go one-on-one -on -one here, right? Uh, so let's see what, see how this uh, transpires. So, that's just a that's just a pop right here. This next play would probably be a um, here's one post feed one on one. It was just a two man game, right? So we'll take take a look at that. The previous one was, and this is transition here. If you see that, so we have all five guys. I can try to back this up if you want. Okay. Here's more of a back screen. You see that right there? Right. And I can back this up and replay it if you like. Um, but these are going to be kind of quick. This is the rip and go we talk about. Micah goes to the front of the rim, and we have a player spotting up in that drift spot that we call mm -hmm. the drift spot. And this is just a catch and shoot. They played off of Micah. Micah doesn't really take that shot. He was just feeling it, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mad at him for making threes. <laughs> this is Isaac on an inbound play where a guy just kind of got caught on his hip and he spun yeah, on him a little bit. For sure. Um, and this is a plus one action that we work on quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Right here, I know this is kind of going fast, and I'll, I'll try to replay this and go again. Transition, we want to lock and load and, and shoot there. Hey, Coach, can I ask you, can you pause it for a second? Yes, sir. Uh, transition, I uh, I guess I'm more of a transition coach. Do you, yeah. do you sprint? I mean, what do you look for? I, I, we sprint to the corner. Yeah. Um, the reason why is that we're never really going to get that corner shot, but it kind of really – forces and spreads the defense out it really spaces and a lot of times we, we will get a wing shot but we always try to get our girls sprinting to the corner that's why we we call it a corner fast break yeah uh, what, do you, what do you do with your 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 wings so so in transition so we have a dead ball transition and we have a live ball transition and we're really good when i can get three guards out there that can interchange in a live ball okay. rebound rather than a dead ball situation, we're going to be pretty good. And so here's what we initially try to do. Let's just go. Uh, the, the basket was made, and now everybody's going to be in a numbered system. So our twos and threes can be interchangeable. Our fours and fives can be interchangeable. And sometimes when we're really good, uh, our ones, our one and two, and maybe our three can also serve as a point guard. It's just kind of pace and feel of the game where you're at. But that's a pretty high-level game of basketball right there. Uh, which I thought we were doing at the end of the season, the last five games. I thought we were really rolling together. So to answer your question officially, we want to run our lanes wide. Most most of these high schools have a volleyball mm -hmm. pole hole where that where that is. We're going to hit that okay. before half court, and we're going to run directly up the sideline outside the three. 
So we're not going to ever try to run into the three. We're going to run, like you said, heading to the corner. We might go to the corner and lift a little bit, but more than anything, I want to catch that where we also have an opportunity to catch rip and go baseline, catch and shoot, or catch and go middle. If we go corner, I think sometimes that takes away our right. rip and go baseline. So we'll, we call it a deep wing. Um, so if you go mid post extended, maybe slightly below that, we'll take that and, and we'll give ourselves we give ourselves space there to, like I said, we like to catch rip and go a lot. And so we work extremely hard on that. And then we'll have the opposite corner field and then our trail man will be coming in the opposite slot and we can go drift to a plus one with a trail three coming uh -huh. from four man. And All then right. from that point, we've already started our screening game. So we might have a down screen already happening or a flare screen or a back screen coming from the five man that rotated over. Um, all this is kind of talking kind of fast here, but, but that's the way the game's played, right? Sure. Aggressive. So we run their lanes wide and we run them quick. Our first three steps are our most important steps on offense and defense. We want to go one, two, three, and then kind of uh, pace into our shot. So we want to get out ahead of you in the first three steps on offense. And I think it takes time. It does take time because a lot of kids want to stop and want the ball first. Right. Right. Okay. So how about I do this, Kevin, you with me right now? Yes, sir. So how about I do this? I'm going to kind of, kind of, kind of watch this. I'm going to show you this right here. This right. is where I'm kind of back it up again and kind of slow down and explain this a little bit more. But you see, we have like a, a three-man game here and a two-man game here. Zach looks like he's going to step in and set his, a flare screen. Okay. And Jay is flaring out here. What'll happen is the screener is always on the hunt for the ball, right? So in this case, Zach shows that he's going to screen, confuses the defense just a little bit, and then he shapes up to the ball. And oh, Zach, he yeah. just, he's just a hard worker. This kid, he wanted to win this game so bad. He was not going to let us lose this game. We had five and six guys that really held each other to a high standard. So that looks very simple. And of course, that is a very deep three. Right. But hey, when you work on your shot, you make a lot of shots, right? <laughs> exactly right. And so with that, with that, you can see how just the movement uh, on the backside helps. This one here is just a post feed. And the key part here is that we have spacing, spacing. We're, we, Isaac should be moving here a little bit. We always like to play a little bit higher than most, I think. Right. And Micah, they, they played one-on-one -on -one with Micah in there. And we were hoping if they, if they collapse, he's good enough, he's going to kick it. But if it's one-on-one, -on -one, he's going to take it to you pretty hard, right? And I think in this case, it's a nice shot by Micah. He was just on fire that game. Um, and I appreciate that. I tell Micah, thank you a lot. And again, this one here is just, that's a basic transition. Micah does a great job rim running. And, we, and you can see we had all of our guys spaced out. We sprinted ahead and Micah just happened to be there. And Coach, then this, does, he, does he sprint ball side? Um, does he sprint, um, you know, rim, you know, you know, down, down the rim line or does he go opposite? So uh, what do you we talk about? We talk about rim running. Okay. You have to try to hit the nail. Once you hit the nail, you have to make a decision what, what you're supposed to do at that point. Okay. So if there's a, like a, we call it a, a one, three lob, uh, like a skip pass over the top, or it goes one, two, that kind of thing, then he'll adjust to where the ball is. But we generally like to keep them opposite block. Okay. Uh, because we want to rip and go, and then he'll slide in front of the rim. But in this case, 
we, we advanced the ball quick enough and Micah was able to catch a guy uh, kind of lunging or getting over the top on defense and he was able to yeah. turn and just uh, make a play uh, in this case here. Um, this one here, y'all see that? Did you I see saw, that? Yeah, you saw. So what, in this case here, let me try to back this up just a touch, Coach. You have to forgive me because I don't have just a little bit more. You might have to see a replay of this again. Sorry. That's okay. I'm not working for ESPN anytime soon. I <laughs> no, that's fine. So I'm going to back this up even more for you. Just like, okay, there we go. There we go. Watch this, Coach. This I get excited about this stuff because this is the stuff that we work extremely hard on right here. So Micah just makes that shot. So here's what we do. I'm going to slow this down. Okay. So here's our, here's our trail. Okay. We're just kind of flowing into our offense. Now, Isaac and Jaden are working together. We're, we're trying to keep this, these two active. Micah steps up off the block and sets this back screen. And then of course this frees up right here. So we want to confuse the defense, right? Right here. And Zach is very good at just simply using screens. He's officially a cutter. Isaac's a cutter screener, Jay's a, uh, a cutter screener, designated screener and designated screener. So it's like a, a mover blocker type stuff, the old Dick Bennett type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So here we they, go. Yeah, were they trying to switch that all game or? They, so there was just confusion on the backside, I think. And Coach Hicksonball, he's good now. He, I give a lot of people credit for making us better. And I can tell you this right now, uh, Coach Hicksonball made us better. He made us tougher because – Two years ago, they would just mop the floor with us, and, and we would walk out of there just, you know, just a little more sincere about trying to get better and not be embarrassed by Mount Pisgah. So right. they would switch screens on us, which, which showed us that we needed to probably pop back to the ball more mm -hmm. or get to an area on a slip. So I'll keep going if you want, Coach. Yes, sir. Okay, so there's that. And, of course, Zach makes a nice cut, and he squares up and, and finishes at the rim. Okay, next one here. And this, let's take a look. What do we have? This is just basic spacing. So we've got a kid that's probably getting ready to screen here. I'll take a look. This is a rip go. When we rip go here, we will slide to the corner and we will keep a 45. And this guy will just probably stay high and wide out of the way just because it works better for us. Micah's read is to go to the front of the rim yeah. because it opens up this, this uh, right here. And when he goes to the front of the rim, Jay rips and goes, it'll, it'll free up this uh, drift. It'll also free up this 45 right here. And if we call well, there's terminology we use, he's going to rip and go, and we're going to surf this baseline. If, if he's shut off and he shut off, Jay will surf this baseline and probably hook pass it back to Isaac here. If that makes any sense. To he does. You. Yes. This is just basketball. I'm just telling you, yeah. this, I got people ask me, Hey, what do you, what do you do, Bob? And I'm like, listen, we try to create so many opportunities for spacing and, and just understanding the game that I want these kids to feel comfortable. So here's, here's how it works. Zach kind of went in there. He probably could have shaded out. Isaac should have been over here probably a little bit, mm -hmm. but I think in the end, what would have happened if, if Michael wasn't open, Nate would have been open, Zach yeah. would have popped and Isaac probably would have been, would have been pass, pass, pass. And we probably would have had open three with two backside rebounders. Right. right? right. Or a backside rebounder and a guy that took the shot that could get back on defense. So little things like that, or we try to really focus in on. And of course, Micah, I'm telling you, he was on fire. Had the game of his life. <laughs> Had the game of his life. And then this one we already talked about. Yeah, He's yeah. open. They dared him to shoot it, and he did. Uh, Micah, he just doesn't take many threes, but 
that was early in the game. And you see that? Did you see that there? It's an inbounds play that we run. It's usually yeah, to run yeah. Isaac to the corner. He played the cut to the corner. Isaac took him one step up and just sealed him and yeah. was able to uh, able to make that play right there. Yeah, that was a great read right there for sure. That's his own play. This we yeah. just try to teach the game. Um, now that's just some plus one action that you see right there. It's kind of inside touch, plus one action, and then Jay hits it down. Jay Jay shot thirty nine percent, forty percent. Transition. Check this out. Yeah, we have a rebound situation. I will say this in this case here. You know, this may not be the best transition shot, but I like it because all this space is open. Yeah, when this space is open, we have one and two guys. Nobody's really set on defense, right? So we have really two guys on the ball. This guy's probably going to be wide open for a rebound. This guy's probably going to be wide open for a rebound on offense. And then Isaac's going to be trailing here so he can still get back. Or even the, the great, the, I'll just say this, Kevin, is that if we get a rebound on this backside, the guy that's probably going to get the shot is Isaac, the trail man. And we always mm -hmm. like to go back to this guy. I'm just giving away a lot of secrets here. So they have to listen to this <laughs> nuggets because this yeah, stuff, works. Yeah. it works for us. Right. And I don't make this stuff up. I just, I just steal it from everybody. What we found is that when we shoot the ball in transition, when the defense is not set statistics say that we're going to get a lot more rebounds. Right. That makes a lot. And of it's, it's the truth. We statted a lot. We statted a lot. So, and it gives our players a lot more freedom to shoot the ball and it gives them incentive to sprint to the spot. So moving on to that, this is a very good play because number one, Zach is a great shooter and we do have guys in rebounding position as this plays out with a guy trailing if we need to get back, right? So we got one, two, three, four, and we've got a guy also back here kind of trailing the play. Coach, can I ask you a question really quick? Um, yes, it looks like the closeout, I mean, it's almost like, you know, he, he could show like a show and go, I mean, yes. a hard drive baseline. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you teach your guys? Cause almost that's a tough shot right there. Cause that big is right on him. It looks like. Yeah, he is. But like I said, Zach, he was in his, he was in his zone and he was not going to lose this game. And, and to give them freedom, he knows that he sprinted the floor to get this shot. We do a lot yeah. of breakdown drills with these types of shots where we're just trying, there's no negative for a miss or even a bad shot in these drills. I just need you to feel comfortable sprinting down the lane and taking these shots. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. You're right. Could he rip and go? But do we have a shooter in the corner? And do we have a guy at the 45 right here? Right. Well, I know if he knows that if he takes the shot, that these two guys are probably going to get the rebound. And here's a here's a cool point here. It's like it'll probably end up in, in a rebound area from, you know, triangle rebounding. So you got the backside block. You got the elbow area. The shooter can follow his own shot or get back, but they just can't stand. That's not an option. Don't stand. If you're standing, you need to get back on defense. And I give them an option to follow their shot. Most kids are going to get back. There's only one or two kids in my career that could actually follow their shot and, and be successful at it without it being detrimental to the team. So what long story short here is the ball will probably end up in Isaac's hands because everybody's down in here. Zach, his job right now is to stand here and we will look to him immediately and stat this. I don't know who I heard this from, but if you start statting this, any, any of you coaches out there start statting this, you will knock down 60% of your second attempts if you get that ball back to them immediately. It's the most amazing yeah, go thing. Over that again. And our players, go over that again real quick, what you just said. So 
So Zach, let's say Zach misses the shot. Let's say these, okay. these two guys get the rebound. It ends up in Isaac's hands. Isaac knows that he's going to go directly back to Zach, the guy that just shot it. He will make 60% okay. of his second attempts immediately following his miss, right? And you can stat that. If it's not 60, it might be 58%, but I'm okay with a kid shooting 60% from a three, right? Um, and so we, we, we actually, so our players will start yelling. They just do this on their own. They just start yelling 60, 60, 60. And that's their cue to look back to that guy. Okay. Um, it sounds ridiculous, but it, but it works. Right. Love it. So yeah. You want to move on? You want to move on? Coach? Yes, sir. Okay. But you saw Micah's probably at the rim. So mm -hmm. we talk about this. Hey, Micah, if you're under the rim, you're probably an inbounder, not a rebounder. Right under the rim you're probably getting the ball when it goes through the net that means you're inbounding and getting your offense going but we want micah to probably stop right here to help us and look there's william job trailing yeah and Isaac here so if if you know it's just one of those things where we had all this space right here to get a rebound and where's that ball typically going to go coach it's going to fall on the back side is there any is there any defense back here on this side right no and do you see where we're at who has the advantage on that backside rebound now? Yeah, you guys for sure. Yeah, we got the numbers. And what will happen is we'll chase this down, okay? Call it whatever you want, what kind of rebound you want. We'll chase this down, and Zach knows we're going to try to find him right away. He right. just knows that. So he reloads and he spots up again. Coach, do you send – I mean, do you send – a lot of teams send four to the board. I mean, what's, what's your philosophy on offensive rebounding? So you can see right here in the film – William's a trail. Isaac is, is also kind of a, I guess you'd call a lead guard here. He pitched ahead to Zach. So we want to fill the, we always look at where does the shot go from? Like, where is it taken from? So in this case, Zach can follow, right? Micah probably should have went to the elbow front of the rim here. I think this is Jaden down here and he did a good job hitting this block. So he's got it. Let's say if Jaden just held this guy, let's say he just, bodied up on him and doesn't even jump does this kid is you think he's gonna get a rebound right if i just if i just kind of not push him but just make contact and hold yeah, him yeah spot. absolutely and then so so now mike is deep so william's job is probably going to be here now what do i do zach looks like he's going to get back so it's isaac and zach have to read each other is the ball going to bounce on this side very often statistics right. say no it's not yeah, so it's not, here, no. here's the deal we're not going to waste a whole lot of time running guys to the rim when they're going to be dunking on us. So right. we'll definitely get Zach back and Isaac back at half court, or we'll get Isaac back and Zach back at half court, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, so what we're banking on is this right here. That's why I say, if we get a rebound on the backside, Isaac's probably sprinting in and he's probably getting a trail three now on a rebound. It looks like mm -hmm. um, I call that, we call it two and a half back because we get two, and I would say this guy is probably a halfback kind of guy right here. Okay. Um, it, and here's the thing. I don't know that you can recognize that. We get back on defense, I think, decently well. Um, we don't like to give up a whole lot of transition points. Right. We are very calculated in, in how we execute this backside space when a shot's taken. Does that, does that answer your question? It does. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah. So we're very simple, but in the same, in the same breath, I think we're very technical about what we do and right. kids will hold each other accountable to that like hey man you didn't tag the backside on that weak side rebound you didn't cover your area and it takes a while 
listen, Kevin, I was there for five years. It took us three years just to understand how to play the game of basketball. Um, right, right. The second year was better. We understood how to score a little bit better. But the whole concept of uh, just playing, it's fun to watch once they get it. It's, it's really fun. Yeah, so, and that's part of the – I mean, No, but I love that. I mean, you're, you're really – I know it sounds kind of obvious, but you're teaching the game. You're not teaching plays. You're teaching kids how to play, and I love that. That does take more time, but when they get it, boy, they get it, don't they? Well, the investment is heavy early, and then I just sit back and we talk like you and I would talk, right? So now I have coaches on the floor. And they're and I'm learning from them. They make plays that all the cuts that we that like Zach on that back cut. That's not a play. I think a lot of coaches might diagram that. Oh, we got to stop this set. That's not a set at all. Right. That's just us catching and seeing the entire floor and making the right read. Right. So it's fun. It's it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. Um, I've had coaches ask me, Coach, what do you do? And you know this 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 situation and he sent me a whole email about wanting to you know kind of know what we do i had my players answer the questions for me right and that's probably the most proud i've ever been as a coach because the the cool part was they were they were giving me what i thought to be the correct answers and uh the one Jaden cole is like how do you get your offense to run so smooth and clean and Jaden Cole, he just simply says, we just do it and do it and do it and do it. And coach gets on us and we do it. And then coach gets on us. And then finally we get it. And then everybody's happy. And <laughs> he hit the nail on the head right there. Cause it's the truth. Right. We just go and, and rep and rep and rep and rep and rep until we screw it up so much that we, we get it all out of our system and we read every mistake that we could possibly make. And then we just learn not to make those mistakes. It's hard. It is hard. For sure. But it's uh, very beneficial in the end. Yeah. Students of the game, for sure. You want me to move on, coach? Yeah. And I, I love this because I, I love this as coaches that are, that are going to be listening. Just in this one possession, the details. <laughs> uh, do you think, and I know you're going to be at our Legends Clinic going over this, I think coaches need to be more detailed, not on just fabulous plays, but on the details, the off ball, the weak side rebound, the off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the spacing. I love the details that you explain on just this one possession. <laughs> yeah. So, but we say this, no, but these are, this is what our, our teachable moments are. We'll, we'll film our practices in our, yeah. in our sessions. I'll, I'll set a time limit on our film sessions, but the cool part is we start quizzing each other in these games and in these films, uh, in these film sessions about these games, that it's just like being at a miniature coaching clinic. Like what they have between their ears is amazing. The coolest compliment they give to me is coach, once, once the season's over and they go play in their travel basketball and they're like, coach, man, we can't wait to get back in the gym. This is <laughs> so uncomfortable for us. You know, yeah. we love to share the ball. And you know, I'm not trying to, you know, throw any shade to anybody in that regard. But they, they get so comfortable and love it so much. Uh, and that, that just tells me that, I mean, we've got a group of kids that really buy in. Absolutely. So can we move on, Coach? Yes, sir. Yes. All right. So we don't, we're about halfway through. But, you know, obviously Zach makes the shots. We love it when people make shots. Now look at this. This is what you're talking about. We have uh, a trail man. We have our point guard. 
and we're going to read this. We're going to sprint our lane. So you're going to see Zach Thomas go on an eight-point run. This is the beginning of the third quarter. Zach sprints his lane. That was the first shot uh, of the third quarter. He sprints his lane again. Notice he's on the opposite side because he read that. Uh, this is a live ball situation, and he's ready to shoot again. Now, is this a good shot by Zach? I say 100% yes, because where is the backside defense? Non-existent, right? And I think we'll still get that rebound over here, even if so. And then look, look where Jay's at. What's he doing? Do you see what he's doing on that backside rebound? And if it yeah. does miss, Coach, where, where, who's going to get the ball over here? Either Jay or Isaac right here. Right. You see that? Now, that sounds silly. If, if somebody asked me that, like, hey, Coach, what do you do in transition? I'd say, we just make sure we get backside rebounds. That's really what we do. But it, it does take we, – we, we'll break this down right here, this guy. We call it tagging the backside. And yeah. I get that, like, from European teams. They do that right here. Um, Isaac got his fourth foul at the end of the third by jumping on this. You'll see that uh, if you watch the film, you'll see that. But do we have pretty decent triangle rebounding? We got block, block. Isaac, could you could consider this triangle, triangle rebounding. Zach, well, we have William coming in too now. So if there, it takes an odd bounce, William will be over here in this slot area as well. Um, so there's that. Same play. Coach, on, go ahead. Yeah, on this weak side rebound, yeah, yeah, on that weak side rebound there, do you try to – we call it wedging. And that yeah. is we try to get on the side hip of the weak side and just try to wedge her in to get the offensive outside rebound. Yep. Uh, we how do you guys that, do that? We want to create that space. So if you wedge them so that they're going to be going towards the backboard out of bounds, we don't want to wedge them to have that space above the backboard. Right. Right. So yeah, we just call it tagging and we'll okay. teach a, a certain way that we do that. Do we get called for a couple fouls a game? Yes. Cause some of these guys will extend their elbow or they'll come in a little too aggressive and they'll push. But that's, that's, I don't get on them for that because that's what I teach them. And we, we are we're yeah. pretty successful using that. So, but it does come, not, nothing's perfect, right? Nothing's perfect, but it does get us, I'll say this, it gets us anywhere from two to four more possessions a game just by reading that. Right. And it gives our shooters confidence, right? So, so that's the transition piece. Now, here's where we're at now. I believe Zach, this is going to be his eighth point. Uh, we're going we're gonna to curl this here. But you see, we went a dribble handoff. A lot of people were running at our wings a lot. So we had to come up with a, like a secondary style break. And so I got to spend some time with some uh, the Grinnell coaches. We went up there and visited. They okay. were interested in having Isaac up there. And he was asking, you know, what do you do in transition if you can't get an early shot? You ever tried any uh, dribble handoffs kind of thing? And I'm like, oh, it's a good idea. I like that. And I talked to Mick Hedgepath up at Barry, and he shared mm -hmm. some things with me about um, early offense and transition and what some other teams do that he studies. And he sent me some information that was very, very beneficial. And this was a big part of what we did um, last year, this past season, and well, the past two seasons. So Jack is trailing, and Isaac and, and Jay are over here occupying the defense, right? Look where Micah is. Is he opposite block? Micah sees that there's a handoff, so Mike is going to come over here and transition. Jack is the trail, and he's going to screen. Zach is a curl cutter. Zach instinctually likes to curl cut, and he's a big, strong okay. kid, so he's able to cut anywhere he wants to go. If he was probably 20 pounds lighter, he'd probably get shoved into a, like a straight cut, but because he's, he works <laughs> in a weight room and he's a, a stocky kid, he makes this happen. Jay's very cerebral. Isaac, very cerebral. Isaac is probably going to sprint to this corner. 
and just get out of the way. And then if you watch Jack, Jack will probably pop to the three because he already sees that there's somebody low on the inside. So again, these are not plays. These are guys just making plays, right? So watch right. this right here. Look at that. So he kind of hesitated and knew that the defense got caught behind him and he just right. really cuts right down the middle. What happens if this guy helps? He just dumps it off the mic and Mike probably yeah. got it. Probably an M1 layup. But Zach's very crafty. Jay, good spacing. Isaac, good spacing. Look where Jack is. He popped out to the three. So now we're in a pretty good spot right here, yes? And yeah. there you go. Kevin, I'm telling you, like, people ask me all the time, what do you do? And they wouldn't believe me if I told them anyways. And do you see this <laughs> last one here? We go early post-feed. They mm -hmm. collapse on him, and he hits the uh, 45 for the three. Yeah, it just yeah. so happens that we put a lot of time. It doesn't just so happen that we have guys that can shoot it well. We really – we really put a focus on shooting. And so that Jack has taken thousands of times right here. And yeah. look where, look where uh, Zach is. He's there. If both of them run at him, he's going to plus one that to Zach. And then look here, if, if Zach dribble drives, then he'll probably have eyes yeah. over here for the, uh, the drift. And he might go plus one to Jay right there. And we'll break you down somehow, some way in a 35 second shot clock. Yeah. And so like, how, how do your better teams defend that? So I'm looking at, you got shooters, <laughs> so do, you, do, do your better teams stick to your shooters and just rely on this one-on-one -on -one matchup? I mean, what, what are the toughest ways that defenses try to stop you? You should get Corey Black on here. He'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> right. He murdered us, and we lost to them, like, by two or three, and they, they were real physical. As I'll say, I'll give credit to Coach, Coach Black as well. I mean, that dude, they, they beat us up, and um, – he really taught us the importance of the curl cut and making an extra pass to get a better angle for the curl cut. Okay. And they were just riding us off the three big time and forcing us to play one-on-one. -on -one. Right. Um, our one-on-one -on -one basketball is a little bit different than everybody else's. Our one-on-one -on -one basketball is with a quick uh, pass with, and a bad closeout. Then we rip and go one-on-one. -on -one, okay. Right? So how do, we, how, do, how do people beat us? They make us play one-on-one. -on -one. Gotcha. That's probably too big of a secret right there, but uh, it forces us to get better. It just forces us to get better. Absolutely. And, and, and we were not ready for that. But because of uh, St. Ampicelli and Coach Black putting that in front of us, we were able to, I think, do a really good job against Woodville Tompkins because they did the same thing to us. And uh, there's some clips in there that I could show you that we got, I think, three consecutive slips because the, the two defenders got confused. And we wouldn't even, we kind of almost ghost it a little bit. We'd hold it for half a second. And Coach Furtado, we would be wide open underneath the basket. It, it saved us from a loss there in the Elite right. game. Um, you and I understand this stuff. It's, uh, if you get the kids to understand it, then you, you can sit over on the bench and enjoy it. That's right. All right. That's right. Um, I get excited about, I can talk about this all night. Now, here, here's yeah. one of our favorite sideline out of bounds plays. Um, it's just a back screen. And this, this, this young man right here, he just overplays it. Jack doesn't even really use the screen. There's a miscommunication on this action right here. We keep a big opposite. And uh, this is a timely one. This is a very timely one because we were getting a little stagnant. And Jack just goes in and flushes it. I love that. Run that back, Coach. Run that back. Yeah. I'm definitely going to steal. But um... Hey, I stole it from somebody else. But there's – so with this now, that's the first time we got that all season, by the way. 
So, <laughs> so check that. Let me break this down for you. Yeah, break it down. So there's like, so we, we only have like two or three out of bounds plays. We call yeah. them slobs and blobs like everybody else. And, uh, but within those two or three, we have like seven reads. Okay. And so you can call them audibles, whatever you want, but we, uh, I really try to teach what the uh, reaction to the action is, right? So how are we going to read something? So in this case, I'm just going to give you the bones of it. We shoot, we put a, a, a shooter out here, right? Okay. And I'll show you how this one works. And this guy is not going to play on the inside. So we're really, we're generally going to get open. This guy has got to throw this pass hard. You can't be soft with the pass here. You just won't happen. The timing here has got to be impeccable or this, this group right here, the two defenders really have to have confusion. The, the read is to back screen here. You want to have your best finisher, your best big, your best shooter, and probably your best passer, your point guard here, if you want. Um, in this case, Isaac is going to back screen. And then once we hit Zach, he's going to hit uh, Jack on the dunk. Let's say this guy rotates over early, then he'll dump down to William yeah. for a nice little land. So that's the basic of it all. And so if we don't get this here, then we'll run some other options out of it that will, uh, you know, these guys in our region, they all know this stuff, but you know, the coaches can know it all day long, but your players have got to, they've got to know it just as well as you do. So there's some other options, you know, option one is three option two is the layup option three is the, uh, the big hitting. I say options. These are options for us. We go through them. Option four might be a pass to the screener and with a handoff, dribble drive and now you got two people on the post you can hook back to the guy stepping in you can go plus one to here this defense is going to sink in so now you can hook to the corner things of that nature sure, right sure. so like you said it goes back to what we talked about a few minutes ago we're just really trying to teach the game of basketball right that's all we're trying to do and then we'll do some screening action out of that once it all kind of gets uh taken away from us yeah yeah any questions about that coach i love it i love it coach um, now, now, do I call that Kings Ridge play or do I call that the Pickens play? What, what? So, so I, we call it Mercer, right? Okay. And I call it Mercer because I learned this a long time ago. We were at a Mercer team camp um, when I was at, uh, when I was out, down at Glen Academy, we saw a team, they were killing people on this. And so we stole it from them. I don't even know who was running. I think it was Houston County. They don't even know that I took it from them. I just over there, Hey, what's going on? And then, uh, an assistant coach and I are looking at it. He's actually the one that identified it. And uh, he's like, coach, we got to put this in. So yeah. we use it and we'll use it until it doesn't work anymore. Right. Um, yeah. You know, what's I, funny. You mentioned that. I know you're going to dive into your more of your screening game here, but I mean, we always look for like great plays from like college pro teams, man. There's some high school team. I steal stuff from my opponents all oh, the yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? Just listen, oh, yeah. either plays or, or whatever they do. Do we do yeah. enough of that? I figure if you beat me on it, then I'm going to use it to beat somebody else. That's right. And that's, that's where the, uh, you know, I've got some really like Cal Boyd from Mount Bethel. I, I steal stuff from him all the time. He runs some yeah. great baseline out of bounds plays. Uh, he does a phenomenal job of that. So I'll sneak some stuff from him every once in a while. He knows I do that because we use it against him eventually. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's really good. He's he he makes us better um, every time we step on the court with him. Yeah, so I gotta, I gotta get, get, Cal, I gotta I get, get these get guys Cal a lot of love. Sorry, 
I got to get Cal on the podcast now, man. You, you, you oh, Cal, Cal, he's a tactician. He, he, he knows what he's doing. I always <laughs> like Matt Hicksonball, Cal Boyd, uh, Tark Maven, uh, St. Francis. Um, they, they're all, they just are, they come prepared, ready to play. Absolutely. It's just awesome. tough. It's so hard. Um, uh, you know, coach, uh, Tasha Humphrey from, um, from over at, uh, where's she at? I, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, and she's in our region, but she runs very good stuff. Yeah. Very good stuff. But she played in the WNBA and she's a hall of famer at Gainesville and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, for sure. I steal a lot of stuff from her too. <laughs> you want me to move on coach? You want to? Uh, yeah, coach, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think I got like a couple more plays here. This That's is absolutely. Yeah. Take your time. This is a nice little highlight right here. That's fun for Jack. Jack puts a lot of time yeah. into his body. Now, this is a good one here. Nice, nice. This is coming out of a sideline out-of-bounds play. Um, I was watching this earlier today. I'm going to back this up just a touch more. Yeah. So check this out, Coach. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. All right, watch this. So Isaac comes off a cut here. Micah screens, right? So Isaac, he's just coming to an open space. This looks like uh, Jack over here, and he's getting ready to space out here. Here. Um, Zach is hitting Isaac in high post and Mike has just learned how to screen. He's very, very good screener. So what Mike is going to do is set a back screen and we're going to create confusion here. And Jay's going to get caught here. Now let's say Jay didn't get this ball. Uh, Mike would probably just know to space out to the wing and would probably end up flare screening for Zach. Okay. Right here. Gotcha. So let's watch how this develops. Isaac flashes high. Everybody spreads out, gets out of the way. And now we have this empty backside and Jay just does a good job finishing. Right. And I'll say, Jay, that's not, he didn't finish like that on accident. He's in the gym a lot. Right. Mm -hmm. But look at the spacing here. Micah goes out, Zach stays spaced, Isaac pops out and now Jack stays spaced out. So even if, even if he was caught, he probably would have got, he probably would have been able to hit Jack in the corner. And we probably would have been able to work around the horn again somehow and find sure. a, find a second or third rotation that we could score on. Mm -hmm. So it's good finish by Jaden. Very nice by Jaden. And then this is just end of the game. We're just trying to spread it out and get somebody to lift up off the block. That's simple stuff right there. You don't need to see all that commercial time there, coach. Yeah. But that those are basically the 16 assists of our um of our last game of the season, which kind of indicates and shows there was one uh, early flare screen in there that we missed. Okay. Uh, but it's just it's another oh, that's thing. good stuff. I'll, I'll talk yeah. about it at the clinic. We'll break it yeah. down and show you how we get it. That's great, Bob. Man, we really appreciate you diving into that, man. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I know I stole two or three things and more. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I stole. I've had the best. I've had the best coaches around to work for and with. Um, right. They challenge me every day, and it's just a fun game for me. It's just a very fun game. I love it. Bob, hey, before you go, um, what are you doing right now? I'm one of those that I study, like, what are in, like, four-player workouts, and that's what we're doing now. Yeah. What do you do? During, what's your philosophy of four-player workouts? I'm always curious. I, I, I really want to do, like, you know, two or three podcasts on four-player workouts. Like, what's the best way to run? What so, since, since I do a motion offense, yeah. we do a lot of two-on-two -two to the side. So I'm usually, I'm the passer. And so that, now that's bad because I'm the one passing the ball. They're, they should be the one working on the pass. But right. what they get to learn to read is 
um, what what the read is. They they learn to curl, to flare, to to give up on the screen and cut. Uh, I just try to put them through a lot of reps. Um, they're going to fail a lot. They're just going to fail a lot. So four on one will, for me, it'll be a lot of footwork shooting. It'll be a lot of mass shooting. We'll pound the ball really hard. Right. Um, and then we'll break it down into, we'll do all our shooting stuff. And then we'll talk about how hard they need to come off the screen, how unbalanced they have to be. Um, I'm really big into footwork, like just really digging your toes into the ground and, and having a, a solid first step and how you attack a body, how you attack somebody's hips, how you open their shoulders up, and what are you gonna do once you get in that paint? Uh, are you gonna kill our offense by picking a ball up? Are you gonna retreat, dribble, that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. So we really break it down two on two and just teach them how to play. Uh, two on two to the side, and then we'll do, where they'll have to skip it over the top with a help defender, and then now that's where we play one on one. Okay. So now the guy can catch and shoot on a lazy closeout, he can catch rip and go on a high closeout, catch rip and go middle on a low closeout. And then we, if the guy wants to help, I mean, I don't really force him to help. I just let them kind of, I say, you know, play lazy, play aggressive, play deep help, play moderate help. I let them mix it up a little bit. And, and from there, they play. Um, I do give them to speed the game up, to speed our drill up I, and kind of create a, um, a mindset. We always finish with everybody that shoots the ball because a lot of kids will shoot it and miss and then they'll be done, right? They just give up on the play. I always add in, you get one offensive put back. Okay. And so now we're, now we're training kids to, when they miss, be in pursuit of the ball, go get it. And does that help us? I think it does. It just, it teaches us not to give up on the play. I had, a, had an opportunity to work with a kid named Mitch Ganote. He played at Lambert. He's probably, he's got to be, he's probably one of my all time favorite players uh, ever. And what he did, he was always in pursuit of something. He was always on the hunt, whether it was on defense or offense, and he never gave up. They were playing um, at um, the Jerry Cook Classic. Uh, I don't, I wasn't there. I wasn't coaching there at the time, but I went to watch them play. They're down. He's shooting a free throw and he, they're down. He has to miss it to score, Right. He misses it. It's the only kid in the gym that could do this. Only kid. He misses it, and it's such a weird miss, but he's the guy that got his own rebound, put it in, and they go into overtime, Yeah. right? And, but it was – so I, I, I really kind of learned from – I think he's one of the best, and so I just take things that he's done and try to put him into play. And I think giving him a one offensive rebound, you really find out who your fighters are, the guys that don't want to give up. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and I, 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 just to add to that, I, I really like not only get the offensive putback, we, what we teach is make the second shot, like score yeah. on the putback and then make, an, make another one. We, we call that just second jumps. Yes. Uh, just like teach that. our kids offensive putback. We miss a lot of shots. We're not like you, coach. We miss a lot of shots, <laughs> but we love to crash the boards. <laughs> we have, I've got a couple of really good rebounders. Um, here at Pickens, and they they do get a lot of their own putbacks, their misses. They they just they're just they look, they're very long, and they're always in pursuit. I don't know that I can coach that honestly. I mean, that's your own personal mentality. That's kind of who you are as a human yeah. being. Uh, yeah, aggressive, pursuit. you want to get after. Some guys give up and try to get it in another way, but yeah. uh, the, I think most of the guys that are six. You look at Zion Williamson. 
Yeah. Okay. Was, was he a, is he a great shooter? What did he do in high school? He probably got his own misses a lot, yes. right? Look at LeBron James. He got a lot of his own misses. I just remember watching him and watching film of him. He would take a jump shot, get a rebound, miss a layup, and then just dunk it on you. Like, That's right. Okay, so now you have two rebounds and two points. There you right. go. So that's yeah, pretty no awesome. Doubt about it. Yeah. So, but I wish I had a LeBron or Zion. That's easy. Too. <laughs> that's right. I'm hoping Zion comes back, Coach. I know he's had so many injuries. Yeah. The league, I think, really needs him. He's so spe- He's just so uh, not necessarily spectacular, but man, he's just so fun to watch, though, man. He is. How athletic he is. Um, yes, yes. Very unique player. Coach, uh, I just want to remind all the coaches that are going to be listening, uh, Coach Martin's going to be at the clinic, and he's going to really get in the detail. We're going to have a demonstration team out there. He's going to be amongst so many of the state champions. Uh, so we're so excited to have Coach Martin. Thank you for, for coming on the podcast, and thank you for coming to the clinic. Uh, talk a little bit about what you think of state champions coaches coming to the clinic and share what do you think about that well i'm first of all i'm honored to do this right i think it's great i'm listening to your podcast i just listened to um uh coach slate the other day your conversation with him and yes about culture and toughness and being selfless that type of stuff um it means everything um coach mincy over brookwood i know we have a mutual uh, friend and 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 betsy harris because she was down at uh I think uh, down at Florida Southern with her. Yes. Uh, so a lot of respect, Jan Azar. I've had some great conversations with her. Uh, of course, and then you have Charmin White. I mean, my goodness, uh, I'll never catch up to him. But you know what? I, whenever he says something, I listen. Right. Uh, That's right. So on his every tweet, his every post. Um, I just try to study the best. And l- listen, I'm not anywhere close to these folks. I'm a pretty lucky guy but I'll take luck. doesn't bother me at all. I'll take luck every day. Uh, I'm going to be like a kid in a candy shop, just listening. I'll just listen all day long, take my notes and just steal stuff from everybody. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a blast. It'll be a lot of fun, coach. I consider you a great teacher of the game. We're very fortunate to have you in Georgia here. Um, and we really appreciate you coming to share the game. Um, Coach, thank you so much, and um, we're looking forward to seeing you at the clinic, Coach, man. So, hey, and if you know any other coaches in your area, please tell them, man. We're, we have some, we have a great lineup of coaches, but absolutely coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a great evening. All right. And Thanks. I'll see you soon. All right. Coaches, thank you for listening to this episode of the Championship Vision Podcast. I also want to introduce you to my Coach Tube video series which will take all the Championship Vision podcasts and put them on video. What's included in this is Google Slides, videos of my interviews with some of the best coaches in America. Go to coachtube.com slash users slash Kevin Furtado, and then you will see all of my clinic videos. You will get so much out of these videos. I'm looking forward to to hearing from you, if you have any questions, go to coachtube.com slash user slash Kevin Furtado. See you soon.